Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Selling the Scream, the uh, podcast where a horror expert, myself, Joshua Yoakum, uh, introduces some of uh, the, the cinema greats or uh, just interesting horror films throughout history to a relative horror neophyte, and that would be... That's me, uh, Jed Donaldson. Uh, yeah, and this week, uh, for episode number two, we're, we're tackling a little J-horror. Um, we're tackling the, uh, the 2001... Uh, release Pulse, which uh, last time uh, Jed really ended up enjoying the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So because I like this one more than I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm just going to write down on this whiteboard two for two. That's a perfect sale, perfect record. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, if you're keeping score at home, it's definitely one for one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we we talked a little bit beforehand, and um, Jed didn't have quite the, the, the same love of this movie that 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 i did so um we're gonna kind of kind of talk through it and uh see what uh what i i love about it see if see if i can get him to be uh a right-minded uh person or maybe we just have a difference of opinion on this one i want to be clear that (laughs) i did not hate this movie it is just nowhere near as fun or enjoyable to watch but i really like the idea of it and the like the concepts that it explores it just the execution of it fell flat yeah, and that's um, that's not. I will admit that with the first two movies I've picked, I've, I've played a cruel, cruel trick on a dear, dear friend. Um, and I, I didn't really think you were gonna like both of these. I figured you'd probably like one, but I think I kind of got wrong, which would be which. Um, <laughs> you thought it would be going the other way around. I, I thought it'd go the, the other way a little bit. Um, this is a movie I absolutely adore, um, but I also kind of refer to it as it, Josh's continual existential dread the movie <laughs> yeah yeah i mean at one point during the my viewing of it i did text josh said oh okay this is existential dread the movie so i mean yeah i i did eventually get there it took a long time before it got out of uh like the creepy pasta stage for me to actually get what they were going for because the beginning of it is random spooky ghosts on the internet <laughs> Um, so I don't have as much context or frame of reference for this movie as, as I do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm not a, not an Asian, uh, cinema expert. I've, I've, you know, seen a decent amount of stuff. Stuff like um, The Ring or The Grudge. Yeah. And I, I, I've kind of gone, you know, I, I, I think like J horror movies, I've probably seen like 20 or 30, um, maybe like 10 or 15 Korean horror movies and Mm -hmm. some, some other, um, from Philippines and stuff like weirdo seventies movies. But, um. I don't have that extensive background like I do with with American cinema. I just know that this movie terrifies me. (laughs) It is is not... I've seen it several times, and it's... It's it's, it's not like a fun movie for me to watch. It's a... I'm already in a bad mood, and I I just want to play The Cure or Adele or whatever your go-to choice of, like, I'm going to wallow... In my feelings, oh, absolutely. If, if you're if you're feeling down, or if you're a person who generally has uh, trouble trouble with anxiety, anyway, I can I can certainly see why this would feed on that because it is it's existential dread. The movie. If you've ever had a thought about you know what happens after or how insignificant you are, this movie it, that's what it's, this movie is trying to do. So I get it. It yeah, just... yeah, it's, um, I, I, I feel like this is, like, the, the evidence, like, if people want to know the difference between being sad and having depression, I feel like, like, this movie's a good place to start. It's sure. Just, um, and it's, it's, it's terrifying to me, because it's, like, it's that, 
Um, there's no there's no real jump scares in it. It is a very slow movie. It's I love it, but I will be the first to admit, really about twenty minutes too long. Like they, I, they easily could have cut quite a bit. I I agree with you. I feel like they could have probably been a little more aggressive with that cut than your estimate is. Uh, I, I will a hundred percent agree with you that there's no jump scares. There's there's really no um, like typical horror movie moments in this like at all. It's it is you know it has that weird Japanese flavor that if you've ever seen a movie from Japan, you kind of know what that is. Uh, but there's not there's there's no jump scares. The imagery isn't super duper creepy um I, i'll disagree with you a little bit there's there's definitely a few images in this one that that stick with me um and uh, are you talking about taguchi hanging himself that that is one of them the 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 cellar ghost in particular is one that like is just in my head a lot <laughs> um, the, the one the the modern dance ghost <laughs> yes yes um so um I think last, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a little bit more of a straight-ahead plot movie, and we kind of plowed through that plot and then talked about things that came up as we go. This this is more dreamlike. It's a movie that I'm almost afraid to dissect it, because I think the it's, as much as I love the mood it creates, I think as, as soon as you start to talk about how things work in this movie... It's, it falls apart. It's, 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 <laughs> I, it's, I feel like I want to talk about how things work in this movie. So <laughs> I guess, I guess what I mean to say is Josh, help me or Josh Tuscate to understand <laughs> what the fuck's going on in this movie. So, um, this is a movie that it, it, I, 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 last time I dunked on Rob Zombie quite a bit, I'm going to turn that, that, that dunk back up. I'm going to do a self dunk. Um, I first saw this movie. We, we both had shared experience working in video stores. Yeah. We, we worked at Blockbuster Video. I worked at Hollywood Video before that, but about for about pretty similar length of time. Yeah. Um, I rented it out from Blockbuster. I fell in love with it. I probably watched it like two or three times over the course of working there. Um, ended up with an ex, and I, I was kind of trying to do, you know, sell her on horror, but she was she was never going to make that. She didn't have the, the interest to, <laughs> to try to make that jump that you have. So I, I was like, okay, well, let's start on this one. And I like, I was like, well, I don't know if you're going to pick it up on the first viewing, but there's, this is kind of a little bit about like, uh, about loneliness. And there's some things that are kind of a metaphor for other things. And then watching the movie again, like this movie is, could not be clearer. Like it, it explicitly tells you what, what every piece of metaphor every ghost represents. And I'm like, it was just like a self-owned thing where I'm like, trying to sound very smart and it's just like oh did you think i was gonna miss that did you think I was gonna... <laughs> right yeah but you're mansplaining this thing to her oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> I i will say that outside of the the general the general plot line and the general theme of uh, loneliness and isolation and the in the existential dread um some of the specifics are just completely lost on me and i don't know if that's a function of it being a foreign film uh, and me not having some of the background that maybe they're drawing upon. Because uh, it does seem pretty straightforward. It's just strange in the way it presents that information. To yes, you. it's 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 straightforward about what its intentions are. It's straightforward about... Um, like, I don't think the... Like, what is happening in the plot is hard to follow. It's the why it's happening that's very hard to follow. Right. Um, so, this is a... 
there's a lot of loneliness and isolation. We've said that a lot, but like it's it's also reflected like in the look and just the storytelling devices of the spoiler. Film. We're gonna say loneliness and isolation <laughs> again. Quite, <It's... laughs> at some point, it's gonna come up, but like it's 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 an empty movie. It's there's it, it takes place literally in, at in times. A, yeah, it, it takes place in a major urban area. And you see characters by themselves. There are maybe a dozen characters in this movie, and that's including ex- extras. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, again, another way that kind of creates distance is that there's... there's It's a frame story, so it starts at the end. You you start with um, one of our main characters, Michi, um, on, a, on a boat at sea. And you, you know something bad has happened, but you don't know what it is yet. I will tell you that that threw me for a loop when I first started watching it. Because the trailer did not lead me to believe this was an ocean-going movie. And I wondered if I had clicked on the wrong thing for a good ten minutes until they kind of got it. You thought maybe I had accidentally sent you Josu? Maybe, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Um, so we, we, we flash back and we've got um, Michi is the, is the lead of one of our two storylines. Um, and let, let's just tackle and go through. Because I think we're bouncing back and forth between stories. Until they come together, it's just going to be... Too confused, and I would. <laughs> I mean, you say they come together, but that's like technically yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the 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 Michi storyline, we, we flash back to uh, her and uh, some of her friends or coworkers work at a uh, like a rooftop nursery greenhouse. Um, they have not heard from one of their other coworkers who hasn't come in. They, he is working on a disc and has never really explained why they need this disc or what it, what it is. But see, that was that was one of the early questions I had was what exactly they did on this rooftop because yes, they had plants. Yes, they had a greenhouse. They also had a computer lab and what seemed to be research equipment. So I'm not sure if they were like college students working on a project or if they were just doing greenhouse sort of stuff. I, I'm not sure exactly what it. It's not important, but it was confusing. <laughs> and and that's yeah, that's that's very reasonable. This is like a. The movie's not interested in, in walking through that stuff, so it, it just kind of leaves you be. Um, so uh, Michi goes to go check on Haguchi, who is their who is their coworker. Um, he hasn't called or come in. She she um, for like a week or something, right? It's at least a few days. Yeah. It's, it's implied. Um, she's able to get into his place. She doesn't think anyone's there. Um, it's it's dark. Um, and in the background, you see that he actually is there. He gets up and very casually greets her, um, seems very low energy. Yeah, he's just sitting in the back room in the dark by himself. Doesn't appear to be like looking out the window or anything. You would have just assumed it was a silhouette of furniture if, yes. it hadn't st- if he hadn't stood up. Which, at first, I thought, oh, this is where it's going to start to get spooky. And it does, just not not that way. Yeah, with, with without warning, he... he hangs himself and uh you say hang he doesn't really hang himself he's touching the ground he intentionally like yes strangles himself more or less it's not it's not a hanging he doesn't and this this (laughs) might be like there's very little like i i actually i can't think of any gore in this movie there's a there's another kind of impactful death that you see and there's there's a few people that there's like a few firearm things but you don't really see anything from that either right um, so I will say, if you have an issue with suicide, that's a thing that this movie deals heavily with, and there are several extremely explicit depictions of that event. Yes, and and this one, though, I, I, I almost kind of think of it as more like, it, it's the 
what he looks like when she finds him is so exaggerated. It almost looks like an like an Oni figure or something. It's like this yeah, it's like it's kabuki. like his yeah, it's like his uh, his neck and face are made of plastic and they're just kind of drooping. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she reunites with um, her friends. They get the disc that he was working on. Before we, I'm sorry, oh, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, Before we we move on, I will I will shout out the. Um, the weird distortion camera work that you get uh, prior to her actually entering the the apartment, which kind of sets up sort of what's going on. The, the theme of yes. the technology and the internet and stuff that come into play. They have like, it's a camera that keeps like flickering and distorting. That's showing the same scene that uh, she eventually walks into, which is like the, the room where his computer is set up and stuff. And I thought it was really neat the way the, the way that camera work actually happened right there and then also this happens several times uh the distortion and there's another technique that i see several times repeated in the movie is uh where someone is just doing something off to the side and the camera just kind of pans over to the next place where they're going to be because what they're doing off the side is not important they want to set you up and say something's going to happen over here let's look over here and then the person eventually walks back into into frame where they where they reset it yeah this is a this is a very um if if texas chainsaw massacre is um very documentary like in how it's filmed this is very stagey there's ve- there's a lot of um very obvious like blocking where the characters like come into a room and stand in very specific places yes, they, they are leading your uh, eyes around the screen constantly yes um it's it's a much more uh stagey movie there's like um we're gonna get into it a little bit later i'd mentioned like the cellar ghost but part of why i think that scene is really effective is there's a um there's a, a character who walks into a cellar and it's dark and the the back of the cellar gets lit in a very stagey way like it's yes. like it's like a like a floodlight almost gets turned on mm-hmm. and you see like some images against the wall um so uh michi reunites with her friends um uh, they look at the the disc that Higuchi can, has been working on. Can I point something out about her reunion with her friends here? Not, I don't want to stop every time oh, no, no. and just point by point through this movie. Yeah. But I thought it was notable to say that these people don't seem to give a crap that their friend just committed suicide. They're so nonchalant about it. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, talking about it, so it seems like it's, it's something that should be bothering them. But just the way they're discussing it is just, it seems like, whatever. I, well, I, I think of the three of them, the in the topic of conversation, Yabe and Junko are the other two um, friends of hers from the greenhouse. Yeah, Yabe's the other other uh, guy and Junko's the other girl. Yeah, uh, Yabe makes a comment to the effect that, that basically he's felt depression sometimes. Like, sometimes I've felt like doing this. Yes. And uh, Junko... Um, she of the, she, of the of the group seems the most upset by it. Yeah, she's the most emotional of the three. She, um, or at least the most demonstratively emotional of sure. the three. Um, and this may be again a cultural thing that is it. They don't react to it the way that I would consider to be a normal reaction to it. That, that's fair. That is a that is a fair <laughs> assumption on it. I, but I, I I kind of again because I don't have the cultural um, context either. I. I I think some of it is that, but I also think some of it is just the the f- very consistent theme and tone of this movie. I can see that they're they're showing the uh, like the effects of that depression and that isolation yes. uh, even before it really becomes obvious what's going on. Um, so they, they they look at that disc and they end up finding that um, there's a Taguchi is recording himself on a camera. That's it's it's a very similar 
position to when Michi first comes into the apartment and she's seeing you're seeing the, the glitchy images. Yeah. Um, and he's watching himself on computer, and it's just it's the same image all the way down. Um, so, yeah. If you've seen like a, a mirror reflecting upon itself, one of those images where it's just it's just a repetition of the same image in the computer screen, and then inside that computer screen is an image of that computer. It's it's just all yes, the way down. It's yeah. the same thing. Um, but they also notice that he's got another computer monitor off the side, and there appears to be a, a face in that com- computer monitor as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they mention that. Uh, maybe there's more to it than what I was taking away, but just looking at it, and they even say this, that it could be him. It just looked like it was a reflection of his face, because he's standing there facing it. So. Yeah, and I, I think part of it, too, is like this, this movie was made in 2001, and the um, not only is the... Is it, kind of shot on a video that's very, it's like intentionally kind of a drab look in this movie. It's yeah. very, very sterile, like a lot of just like whites and greens and grays that are very, um, it's, it's urban and empty. Um, that's a good way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's also, um, some scenes that are, have a lot of artifacting in them intentionally. And part of that's like to cover for, I'll admit some, some dodgy CGI. Yes. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit later. Yeah, um, that's not a deal breaker for me, but that's that's uh, you know it's, it's I've, I've watched two thousand one CGI. I have watched my fair share of uh, garbage special effects. Uh, it's not a deal breaker for me either. It's not even really something that I feels notable about this movie. It's just par for the yeah. course when you're watching an older film. So uh, so Yabe, uh, the, the the male the male coworker of Michi, receives a, a phone call from from Higuchi. Um, and you know, obviously, a little puzzling to get a phone call from a, from someone that just passed away. He's dead, yeah. Um, and you know, Jed had mentioned earlier one of the the recurring things in this film is um, ghosts saying the phrase "taskete," yeah, uh, which translates to "help me." Um, yeah. And uh, he goes to dis- to investigate uh, Haguchi's apartment. Now, with this phone call, too, I will I want to say that. We spend very little time with uh, Higuchi to begin with, and yes. I did not recognize this as his voice. It, it seems clear that that's what the intention is, but I don't think uh, even I don't think Yabe even states that that's who it is. So I'm not. I get that that's what they're going for, but it is <laughs> very difficult to grasp just based on what you're shown. Yeah, and there's. Um, I mean, I, I think another thing too is that this movie is. Um, it, it, it it'll kind of lead you places, but it doesn't, and it states its themes very clearly, but it doesn't hold your hand as to like how things are happening from one place to another. It's kind of it, it, a scene will transition and you kind of just have to, you have to fill in the gaps a little bit yourself. I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm just saying how <laughs> someone who's less intelligent than I might have missed it. And I want to make sure that we got that out there. Hey, I, <laughs> I, after my, after myself dunk, you know, um, <laughs> So, um, Yabe finds, and this is a, a recurring theme we're going to start to see throughout this movie, um, and I think this this is something I think there is a little bit of cultural context that at least I immediately associate with Japan. This specifically is one of the things I have the biggest issue with. I assume we're talking about the forbidden rooms and the red tape? Uh, not quite there yet. The, not... the, the, the shadow on the wall. Okay. So, there's um, where people have died in this movie, or where there's like a ghost appearing, um... And later on, we're going to see some people that that don't even really die in a tradition. They just they they fade. 
Yeah. Um, and they just, they turn into just a, a greasy smudge on the wall. Is um, is this a callback to, like, uh, the, the atomic bombs being dropped? I mean, I think that's, I think especially to an audience in Japan. Right. That, even if, if that's not a, this is the exact thing I'm going for, that's something that would have to be in the back of your head. Right. That, that this is, you know, the only place in the world where people have been directly impacted by by sure. nuclear weapons right. and people in that immediate blast radius that's all that's left right um so uh yes i i i think there's that specific call out um this was still very early on in the movie uh when my note taking was not quite as thorough <laughs> i had completely forgotten about this scene where yabe goes back to Taguchi's apartment yeah, kind of searches around, and uh, well, the, then he again, like kind of like you were saying, there's the, there's the scene where it kind of pans. He he flips out the light, he looks away, he thinks he hears something, he comes back, and he sees uh, he sees he, he, he flat out sees him. It just the, yes. the ghost of him standing in the corner where he hung himself. Yes, um, and 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 yes, this is also where you you start to first see um, one of the recurring things with the the ghosts and the supernatural. And this is there's an, an element of like red tape to keep them out. And there's an element of um, something called the forbidden room. Um, yes. This, the forbidden room and the red tape. What the fuck? <laughs> is this a, is this a thing? Um, again, I, this is one. I, I don't know if there's like a, a, a cultural context. I'm not picking up on it with it, but I don't think there is none of like the reviews I've read or anything on it. Like, I will say later in the movie, uh, one of the other characters we haven't spoken of yet uh, kind of gets bit by this, uh, bug where she's seeing all visiting all the internet sites and doing all the things and she prints out I think her intention is to be printing out the, the images that she's seeing but she gets two separate printouts uh, one of which is a piece of paper that only says the forbidden room on the middle of it and then the other piece at least according to the subtitle seems to be instructions for creating a forbidden room Yes, which early on in the movie you have no context for that so do these other people who are making these rooms get the same thing that they're printing up there, that they're seeing the instructions to do because I, I think, we're talking about Yabe here and he, yes. he just, he walks into a room that's been taped up for basically no reason that I can see. So, so I think the limited amount of exposition that we get mainly takes place in the other storyline. Um, right. That, which, which happens concurrently with this one. So it does give you a little bit more context. But I don't think at this point in the movie you, you have they don't even really, that little bit yeah, of Yeah, they don't really weave together very much uh, um, until later. Yeah, so as Yabe is leaving uh, Higuchi's apartment, he sees a, um, a a door that's been sealed with red tape. And just decides to tear that tape off and go inside. Yes, yes. He goes inside, and this is, this is where he encounters the cellar ghost. And... Um, I, this to me, like I, I, this this gives me the chills every time. Uh, he the, he wanders into this cellar. There's nobody behind him. Um, he there's it's a dark room, um, and he, when he looks back, you get that theatrical display of of uh, just like some kanji characters up on the wall, and there's like a um, that look like they're kind of obscured by tape as well. Yes, or, or maybe just written in the tape on the wall. Yeah, and and later on he kind of starts to do that in, in the room he's in as well. But um, there's a, um, like a chair or chaise lounge um, type thing that's in front of him as well. And when he turns around, um, there's a, a ghostly woman who's just a slightly out of focus. It's not like a, you know, 
a, a terrifying apparition. She looks like a normal person. Very um, much so. But just slightly out of focus, and she's moving very slowly and fluidly until she starts to kind of move in like a herky-jerky... It almost looks like... I, I mentioned modern dance woman. She she looks sort of like she's flowing in like a dance towards him a little bit. Or she's like walking underwater. Or yeah, she does it. kind of start to stutter a little bit, but, but originally she kind of... It looked like she was a little drunk to me. <laughs> That's kind of kind of the uh, the vibe I got from it. So, like Yabe uh, jumps and hides behind this this chair in there, and he's looking down, and he, he doesn't see her feet, and uh, he ends up looking up, and this 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 scene just it's not there's no effect to it. It's just it it creeps me the hell out. It's this you just see the pair of hands come over yeah. uh, come over this uh, this chair, this chaise lounge, and her face just slowly appear over it. And he looks up and just lets out a blood curdling scream. Like yes. it's just yeah. Um, this did nothing for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's you know there's different things that scare different people. So this is, I think uh, this I think this could have been frightening had the ghost been shown to have any sort of uh, ill intent or uh, presented any sort of danger. It it to me, I mean. This woman was yeah. not down there when he first went in. Clearly something strange is going on. She does not look strange in the slightest, which is weird because later on he talks about her horrible having face. the most horrible face and she just looked like a lady. Um, yeah, and I I, I, I kind of think this is a part two. Like it, it, I remember it freaking me out the first time I saw, saw it. I actually think this is a scene that gets scarier as you go back and watch it again. Okay. Because you, you're not going to do that. You, so, you <laughs> sort of realize what the ghosts are later. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, we'll, we'll get into it, especially when we talk about like the scene. Um, yeah, you're going to have to sell it to me this time because I'm not <laughs> seeing it again. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, when we get to the second story, I think there's a there's there's a few parts there that that really kind of drive it home for me. Um. So, uh, uh, Michi, um, he comes back to work, he's disconnected, and, like, Junko and Michi are trying to get through to him. Junko's very upset about it. Yes. Um, he starts kind of, like, basically spending a lot of time in, in, like, the storage room by himself. He's knocking some boxes over. (laughs) That was a, that was a strange scene. He's, yeah, I... (laughs) There's a few. There's a few random knocking boxes over scenes in this movie. Yeah, kind of Yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of laughs to be in this one, but those two make me chuckle a little bit. Um, before he eventually ends up um, fading as well. Like he just he doesn't. Yeah, he kill just, himself. He, he just, just kind of fades away. He just fades into the Actually, wall. Actually, does he even just fade into the wall, or is they come back down looking for him later? And she thinks he's there, but he's already in. The, he's already basically. Yeah. You're just seeing the ghost, like you saw with Taguchi earlier. Yeah. You never actually see him go away. Um, and then the 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 next person, like right after they come out of this, Junko sees some tape, and she's just like, "Hey, what's in that room?" <laughs> um, so she finds a, another forbidden room, um, and you can see that Yabe's like put up uh, like tape in the room he's in as well. But he's he's kind of doing like a pattern on the windows and stuff. It's very it, to me that just it looked like he was just taping up uh, mismatched sheets of cardboard to block out the light. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe as a pattern, maybe I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. If it was a pattern. Um, well, I, it always kind of makes me think because the original Japanese title of this is, I guess, Cairo, which translates to circuit. 
Okay. Um, I can see that looking kind of like a circuit board. But it also, there's some technology stuff going on, which we haven't touched at all yet. Yeah, that's, that's kind of more in the <laughs> Kawashima storyline, which yeah. we're, we're, we're getting to. It's getting there close. Um, so her friend Junko also enters a, uh, a forbidden room, and she encounters another ghost. And this is this is the, the crazy octopus hair ghost that... <laughs> yeah, this is, this is one where uh, when Yabe said uh, he saw the most horrible face, this is kind of... Um, a take on that, I, I thought, because it looked to me like the ghost had kind of cornered her and was the hair is obscuring. If you've seen the ring, you know what I'm talking about, just the, the limp, dank hair hanging in front of the face. It looked to me like the ghost was trying to kind of park that and expose what was underneath to yeah. uh, Junko, which having that uh, discussion about the horrible face before made sense to me, even though the face before was perfectly normal and <laughs> acceptable and uh, maybe even considered conventionally attractive. Um so uh, this kind of leads to um, Junko starting to go through kind of that same morose um, disconnection. Um, Michi starts taking care of her, like takes her home. Like Junko doesn't want to be left alone. She starts like almost screaming out when she's not in like physical contact with her. So you, you're, we're just going to go right through this whole storyline before we get, pick up with the other one. We're yeah, not, okay. I, well, I, right. I want to I want to pick back up where they I got where you. they come together. Okay. Um. So um. Junko ends up also, like, uh, fading away as well. And she's, uh, like, Michi's telling her, like, don't worry. Like, it's all going to, it's, it's, it's going to be all right. You're going to, you're going to survive. And that sounds like the worst thing to Junko that she could have, like, said to her. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And Junko also, um, she ends up, you know, fading directly into, like, the wall too. And she is, she is one of the people that you just flat out see fade away. Yeah. You you see her, I mean, you can definitely... And then she see just kind of... You see the effect, and it's... it's, it's um, I, th- I still think it's a pretty effective effect, even though it doesn't it's, doesn't hold up maybe to modern scrutiny, where right. like, she kind of... Uh, it, the actress crosses over behind Michi, and when she comes over on the other side, she's noticeably darker, and just the... the she darkens in the rest of the room doesn't and yes. when she when she she definitely looks like either either the the lights were turned off on her she was lit differently or they you know were kind of doing a, an effect over top of her at that point yeah um uh so the, a very very minor character so far but uh, after junko fades michi gets a phone call from uh she tries to reach out to her mother her mother's not on the line um Michi goes out to look for her. So, yes. um, th- during this whole time, there's been another story that's been going on as well. Let's, let's hold on for one second. But we'll, sure. Yes, I absolutely. <laughs> I do want to say about the the Junko thing. This is we've been kind of following the one thread all the way through. It the, the other there's another storyline that has been kind of interspliced here so far, taking place over the same amount of time. We just haven't addressed it all. We're gonna get there. Uh, this is towards the end of the film when uh, Junko just kind of, you know, gives up and yeah, fades our, away. Our two storylines don't come together until there's probably about maybe a half hour left in the movie. Right. Um, I do want to say that given what we, or what I gleaned from what's going on, uh, it seems kind of strange to me that Junko so is so readily uh, just giving up and giving in. Well, she's definitely been the most vibrant character so far. She's yes. very... She's very, again, like, outwardly emotional. She's very invested. Like, when Yabe is, like, not speaking to her, she's the one who's most distraught about it. She's the most distraught over Higuchi's death. And very, very, like, affectionate she, towards her friends. Yes, and, and, and she's she is definitely the most affected by the their disappearances or suicides. But it's it strikes me as a little strange, 
and maybe this is something that I that I missed somewhere. Uh, that it seems like people are just kind of giving in to the the existential dread, the, the loneliness, the isolation, like they're not connected to other people at all. It seems strange that this hit her so hard when she has someone who's trying so hard to stay connected to her right there in the room with her the entire yeah, time. Yeah, and, and I think there's there's definitely they don't they don't talk about um, exactly what happens with it, but there's there's something where I think if you see like the face or if you have like a direct, it's like much more affecting than if you kind of like Michi has kind of caught some folks out of the the corner ride. There's actually like one thing we left out that um, I, I think it is another just one of the few just not a jump scare but just jarring parts of this movie is, is there's a there's a segment where um michi has seen somebody putting up the red tape um and then l- not very long after that she's is this walking the, down the street the and, same woman yes okay i didn't catch there was the same woman but yeah that yes. this i do have notes about this one <laughs> and this this is a I, this effect is is um, like I will dunk on a lot of the effects of this movie. This is a great effect. This is incredible. This, this is this uh, is one of the most disturbing things in this movie. I would wager. Yes, and this is um, there's there. You don't really see any blood or anything, but just the the, the impact of this is, is the the sound and the visual are you you see very impressive. You see a woman climb up on like an industrial like a, I don't know if it's like a water tower. Or it's some, it's sort some, of like some a, sort of tank, like a grain silo or some sort of oil. It's just a tall industrial tower, um, and it's it's happening behind Michi. And yeah, Michi, far it's kind of in the background. You just kind of see her standing up there climbing. Yeah, up and there. she's she's still at first. Yeah, and then she starts she starts moving. Like the scene settles. Michi's looking off towards the camera. And in the background, you see this this figure on top of this tall tower stand up, go to the top of the tower, and jump off, and you follow her all the way down. And then, yeah, to the impact, and you can feel the impact and hear the impact. Um, and, and it's, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's like I said, I, I don't know a ton, impressive. <laughs> a ton about, like, the making of this movie, like, as much as I did about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I know that this was a, this was a combination effect that had very little CGI in it. They basically had this this actress bungee jump off off this tower, and then they filmed another take where they threw a dummy off the tower, just kind of spliced them they, together, and they spliced those together. Okay, and it's it is it's very well it's done, seamless. It's, yeah, it, it is. If you didn't know something was going on, I you wouldn't. I had no idea how they did it. And this is it's a real strange aftermath too, because like it, it's very rare for there to be like a ton of people in in any scene. I in think this, movie. this may be the most people we see. Ever on screen at one time, and they also don't really have a react. Like right, everything Mi- is really Michi- muted. Michi sees it, and you can tell it like it affects her. And then you see a couple people kind of step out from like the alleys behind, just kind of peer in their head, and around, just kind like, of peek over and don't really give it. Yeah, no one, no one gathers around. No one attempts to call someone for help. Yes, it's just they just saw it and went about their day. It seemed like, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I, I will point out a lot. I, I feel like this is. Part of why I like is, is I feel like this is just a very I'm someone who struggled with a lot with depression a lot sure. of these thoughts too and it's just it's it's like being able to just go it's that feeling like but I think there's also there's a lot that also kind of disintegrates like when you look at it on, on closer inspection so I'm yeah I'm very open to like the when people have the criticism of this movie I'm like I loved it but that's fair <laughs> um, but. Uh, so I, I think that's that's kind of uh, wrapping up the the Michi storyline until it, it comes back together with our other lead, our male lead, 
uh, Kawashima. Um, do you have anything you want to say about Kawashima before I start just putting him on blast? <laughs> this, this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I... the, our, our male lead survives as long as he does because he's too stupid to understand what's happening. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> he... Uh, spoiler alert, he does die. But he dies because he's a freaking idiot. <laughs> and and if, if anyone's ever played um, Final Fantasy X... He looks, he's a dead ringer for the Dingleberry lead character of that game, Titus. Um, even even just how he, he's got like a wallet chain. He's yeah, got... no, he's he's definitely got that Nomura vibe. He, he's a few too, a too, too few belts, but otherwise, hmm, he'd fit right in. Um, uh, but so we're, we're backtracking. So this is the, none of the, the really terrible things. I, we, I mean, in the movie, you've already seen. I think uh, Higuchi die. You've seen a couple other things before Kawashima's introduced. And then the, the lady jumping. Yeah, that was that's kind of the biggest impact yes. until um, close to the end. So this is this is a young student. He's an economics student, and uh, he uh, decides he's going to get uh, connected to the interwebs. Yeah, just decides first... just decides he's see what all the buzz is about. Hey, it's it's, this... it's two thousand one. Yeah. He got an AOL disc. Yeah, uh... <laughs> just wants to know what this whole fad is. Um, as soon as he logs in, he starts to see um, just a lot of, uh, just wherever he immediately gets logged onto, um, just people in rooms by themselves kind of going about their business. This and... is a thing that I had a question with. Was this what he was trying to get online to do? Did he go to a website that showed him these things? Is that why he decided to get online? Is because he wanted to see these things? <laughs> I don't think he did. I, th- I think this is just where he accessed. But now I'm like writing an because... alternate movie in my head where he's just like, lonelypeopleinrooms.com. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, not even, not even that much. Like, did he hear about this weird thing? It's like, oh, I got to check this out. Because he goes through. Well, he gets kind of freaked. I think he just doesn't he is, know. He is freaked out about it right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, but he, he gets... goes through like a big sign-in. He's the clicking EULAs and, you know, well, I guess that's fine. We'll just hit yes and yes. And, and then he's just immediately seeing he, he images of people just in rooms just, you know, he just sitting. He, he didn't he didn't read the, read the end user agreement. Man. Yeah, no, he clearly didn't. <laughs> you know they what? show him not reading it. That's part of the movie. Just clicking yes. <laughs> I've never related more to this character now than I, than I do right now. <laughs> but, but do you hear, what, do you see what I'm saying though? Because like he... The first thing he does, it's not, he doesn't search. It's like he puts his little disc in, he signs in, and then immediately this is happening. It seems very intentional, like this is where he wanted to go. <laughs> I think he's just... Or it's or, he's, or it's just forced upon him immediately. I think he's just so stupid that he thinks this is the internet. This is one of those pop-up ads he should have put. <laughs> um, but he gets a, um, a, a message that pops up asking, would you like to meet a ghost? Which uh, you answer yes to. <laughs> Well, he he does. To be fair to Kawashima, and I will not be fair to Kawashima very often. He does immediately turn off the computer and get real freaked out at this point, and then smokes a cigarette and goes to bed. Yes, um, and the computer turns back on. He's like, he's in, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> the computer turns back on when he uh, when he goes to bed. Um, he he wakes up and sees that it's another another um, person in a room, um, and this is a person um, whose face is obscured. They're wearing a, they've got a plastic like a bag, plastic bag, bag yeah. on their head. And there's kind of like a, a they're moving real slow. I mean, this, I say they're moving real slow. This is a movie that moves real slow. This, so it, it looked to me like he was in like a rolling computer chair and just kind of listlessly puttering around the room with his bag on his head. Yeah, but there's a there's a weird effect where he, like 
he goes off one side of and the screen comes and comes up, back yeah. on the other side. I wasn't sure if that was the same person or if it was another person in the room. I believe it's the same because it's, it's still got the bag. Unless yes. there's just two baghead ghosts in this room. Yes. I'm not discounting anything. <laughs> Early days of the internet, Josh. Exactly. Um, I will say that this is where I was, this is very early in the movie because we're kind of backtracking a little bit now to catch the other story up with where we left off. Uh, this is, I sent a, I sent another text to Josh early on that said, all right, this movie is very creepypasta to me so far. <laughs> this whole thing with the internet and the spooky rooms and, and would you like to meet a ghost just scream to me of like spooky forum threads. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there these definitely existed around these time, this time. This is, you know, 2001. This isn't like the Stone Age of the Internet, even if it's like, you know, early days. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think there was a lot of... There, there, the stories were out there, but I don't think there was a lot of media I think, presentation of stories like I this. I think that take is me coming at it now, because all that stuff yeah. is more recent and more current. Like, that's the sort of thing you would see... Now, someone pointing back to something old that we used to, back in the early days of the internet, there was this sort of stuff. But that's me coming at it from that point of view. I don't think that that's what this movie is going for. But the images strike me very much as something you would see on Reddit. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a. I think a lot of the folks who write the stories like that are sort of influenced by, if not like a, this exact movie, but like the that kind of more J horror vibe of like. Um, unexplained phenomena ghosts manipulating media ghost manipulating if um, i if i had seen this in high school like you did before i had the the knowledge the weight of this knowledge of that's how the internet works <laughs> this horrible knowledge that i have now accumulated uh it may have affected me a little differently it just it struck me as a little silly but i i recognize that that's some of that is my baggage well yeah yeah i mean there's it's something you kind of can't keep in mind. Like this is only 2001, but I, I, I love really old stuff. Like my initial list I put together, like I think the furthest movie I've got back is like 1960 that I'm subjected to. If we, if we keep going though, we're going to, we're going to dig into some, <laughs> we're going to dig into some Nosferatu and cabinet, Dr. Caligari and all I'm, that stuff. I'm fine. If <laughs> you want to see people like moving around like old 1920s baseball no, I, players and stuff. I know the names. <laughs> I, I don't know the movies. Um, so, uh, he goes to get some some technical help. He goes to the, the school's computer lab, mm-hmm. um, and he meets uh, Haraway. Uh, I'm probably horribly mispronouncing that name, but it's 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 a hard one for me. H a r u e. Yeah, I think that's how they're pronouncing Haraway the or Haraway. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, that's as close as you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, so she recommends that he like tries to like bookmark the website that he went to or try to screenshot it. Yes. Um, and then he also. Um, Ends up going with her and, and sees the, the the dot experiment that a graduate student has put together. I didn't understand that at all. Um, I think that's one of the like the big metaphors in this. This movie doesn't deal in facts; it deals in metaphors. Okay. I think this is one of the metaphors of this movie. But the um, the and you, you meet the graduate student later, but it's not really explicitly spelled out that it's the graduate student, so it's hard to put that together. I I didn't put it together. Um, there's a. Uh, I'm still. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> you saying that actually does put it together. <laughs> I mean, I, this is this is a movie I've probably seen at least six times, so yeah. it's it's. I, I think I just I don't know if I knew the first time I saw it. I think I, I kind of came back and was like, oh okay, like that's yeah. that's what that is. Um, the um, the experiment that he's running is it's, it's like there's a bunch of computer equipment in here, but the, the what you're the output you're seeing is a computer monitor 
and there's a bunch of lights bound. It almost looks like a really low tech screensaver, um, just like dots um, there's moving a, around, like on on the screen. There is a game that I'm struggling to remember the name of. That this, I mean, is, it almost, kind of, almost kind of looks like Asteroids or something. Like no, it's, no, no, no. Uh, it's, it's there's one that is specifically about dots moving around, eating other dots, and getting bigger. It's like a Agario or Agardadio. I, don't, like I, I don't know if I played that one, but okay. but the um, the Haraway explains that this is a um, this a graduate student has put together this this model experiment, and it's supposed to uh, simulate human existence. And to to do that, the the programming for the dots is that um, if they touch each other, they will die and disappear. Um, but if they drift apart, they'll be pulled back together. Um, so I think it's a pretty heavy-handed metaphor of like mm-hmm. you know it's people you need to have that connection in your life to feel meaning but it's also you know it's it's destructive too that 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 connection can lead to pain and getting entangled with other people's lives and um the but when uh, you're apart you want to be together correct yeah yeah so that's um and then she tells him uh i recommend not looking at it for too long um so uh, he he's not able to bookmark the website, but he is able to get a a, a screenshot. Um, ends up working again with with Haraway, and they 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 kind of start flirting and, and develop like a, like the beginnings um, yes, of, kind of, a, of a relationship. Early days, but yeah, it seems yeah. like that's kind of where it's heading. Um, he encounters her in the library. Um, she is reading a book a book <laughs> where about he's, phantoms. He says. <laughs> I don't come here often. I don't, I don't know, know how to get out. <laughs> what a dumb, dumb, dumb motherfucker! <laughs> you know that's a that's that's maybe that's just his his go go to pickup line is to uh, basically like the like the wounded puppy approach to pick. I guess up yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't take care of myself. Will Help you, me. Will you please be my mommy? <laughs> Um, man, there's, there's, I think there's times that you can go too far with that. <laughs> He's not worth helping. Um, so this is, uh, he meets another character in the library as well, because he starts reading that, the same book that, that he saw her read. That's not in this scene though. This is, are well, these separate? They, well, they have a, they have a conversation. They're, they're, they're sort of, you're starting to kind of gradually see like that all this stuff is, is affecting her too. Yeah, um, and she's reading about ghosts. She's reading about ghosts. She seems, but she still seems interested in him. They, they, mm-hmm. They're still making plans. Um, I think he's talking about like the screenshot and stuff. I don't think anything ever, like ever comes out of that screenshot that he gets. But... I don't even remember this. I mean, I remember her giving him instructions to take a screenshot or, or yeah. uh, you know, whatever. But I don't remember actually that happening. So, <laughs> um, so that he he's reading the same book that she's reading. I'm I'm, well like. Maybe maybe there's pictures in it that he's looking at. I don't I don't know. <laughs> he's definitely not following the words. That's for sure. Um, he encounters, um, which I, I think it took a few viewings for me to figure out that this is the graduate student. This is yeah, together, okay. Who has put together this experiment? This is the only other. I mean, there's so few characters. This has to be who you're referring to, but yes. it is not stated, and I don't I don't know that I would make that connection. Even you telling me now, I don't know that I can make that connection. <laughs> um, but they, they um, he sees a figure moving in, in the library, and the, the grad student tells him, like, that's a ghost. 
and if you go if if you try if you you can you can try to catch them um if you go fast enough like, yeah no this was is a thing <laughs> i guess there's just a little boy ghost in the library that people know about <laughs> well i think it's specifically the graduate student at this point i think the um how this movie escalates like it, it definitely it, <laughs> it it's like spooky people are kind of affected by spooky end of the world um, so, we, but why, <laughs> so why is this ghost in the library um i think it, it, it got out of its room this is uh the 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 for again this is a movie that like I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go i think at the end kind of that's dip a... into how i think the ghosts work in this movie okay but i i think this is going into how the ghosts work in this movie is you know whole like trying to hold a sandcastle in your hands like uh-huh. it, is, it, it starts to immediately crumble uh-huh. and i think that's kind of an intentional thing i think this is like a this is sort of a tone poem movie and i i, I was talking last time about it's i will say that it is entirely possible i'm too caught up in the specifics and this movie is not about specifics it clearly is not about specifics yeah. because the specifics make no sense and I, I think part of what the American remake got into trouble with is the American remake tried to like make sense. Oh, of it. here's here's why the ghosts are doing this, and here's w- what's going on. And like, basically, the response everybody had to seeing the American was like, "Well, why don't people just turn the internet off?" Like, it, it, it wasn't like a deeper like it wasn't trying to tap into like despair and just like yeah. and like crush you uh, like like this movie does. Um, I I think I still would have liked. A few more concrete places to latch on to. Okay, well, the the grad student gives us the closest thing to exposition that yeah, we're going to get in this movie. He says a lot of stuff. <laughs> he basically, um, I, I know you've seen Dawn of the Dead, but I don't know if you you remember one of the. the I know, yeah. If, when the when, the when hell is full, the dead will walk the earth. That's basically the explanation. Yeah, it's basically like, oh, there's a place where spirits go, and it probably gets full, and it's probably full now, and. They probably came over and... An awful lot of probably's in this explanation. But you're also seeing it, like, as it's happening. So it's like, the the his probably's are, like... It's they're very they're un- borne out by the results of what's actually taking place in the movie. I get that. And, but I also think that's kind of foggy. I, I think it's meant to be kind of unclear, like, okay, is the things he's saying the things that actually happened? Or is it just conjecture about what happened? Uh, it seems like conjecture to me. He's, he says... I'm trying to remember exactly, well, I'm not going to remember exactly. Well, I, I yeah. I watched, but something I, about the, they were just looking for some way to get through, and they just latched on to the internet as as a convenient thing that we put together that they could access. Well, because I, I, I think the, the and I, I, I go into a little bit more, like, I, 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 I sort of think the arbitrariness of this movie, it's sort of endearing even more to me, because it's, it's like, I think it's, even scarier and worse to live in a world that doesn't make sense and this yeah. um the the this is where we get the red tape rule basically that it's a construction site a ghost has appeared in this room that's that's set to be demolished and uh a worker at the site requests some red tape puts red tape around like just just to seal off the room okay uh the ghost appears inside of it um, and I think the red tape is supposed to be like, it's just according to ghost rules. It can't get out because of the red tape. Yeah. Classic ghost rules. Yeah. That's, that's ghost law. Yeah. Um, if you've ever read any ghost book, you know this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a ghost statue. Um, the room gets demolished and then you see that there's a phone jack that was in the room. So it's, that was, sort yes, of that was, believe that's, 
that's how ghosts got online. Is that, that g- ghosts got on the internet because one one ghost got in, got into this this uh, this phone jack um, again. So that was the ghost origin story, kinda, or was that happening after the events that had already started taking place? Here? Oh, this this is supposed to this is the what the grad student is saying they thought happened, but it also they film it and they show it, so it could be what actually happened. But I think that's it's it's one of those things where I think if you get the movie has provided it's almost like a Joker origin story. It's okay. like this is one this is one of many possible <laughs> explanations yeah. for, for how this happened. Like don't hand wave, don't worry about it. <laughs> so so let me get this straight. You're saying that a random construction guy trapped a ghost in a room or found a ghost in a room and decided he can't get out if I tape up these doors and windows. Oh, no, he, does, he doesn't know about the ghost. The ghost appears after he tapes the room shut. The the, the grad student is saying, then "Why did he tape the door shut?" Because they're they're going to demolish it. It's like they're marking the room for for demolition. And he's just basically asking okay. for tape to tape so, it to in. mark it as something that. Okay, so I would say, all right, all right, I'm. <laughs> I've almost got my mind wrapped around something that kind of makes sense for me here. If we're taking this as the origin of of how these spirits got online, as fucking goofy as that sounds to say, <laughs> then we're saying that the origin of the the red tape and the forbidden room thing starts like the the ritual of it begins because this guy marked this room off to be to be closed off, and that held some sort of spiritual significance that the ghost obeyed just because the intention of what he was doing with the tape. Yes, but at, because of... But the, he forgot to tape over the internet outlet, <laughs> so the ghost got through the wall jack like the electric gremlin. Kind of. I, I think this movie is also just so... holds you so much at a distance and is, like, shrugging its shoulders so much about, like, maybe that <laughs> you're just... you're led to believe... All like, I hear is... <laughs> <laughs> See, I made I made something out of it, and you're just <laughs> all over it. No, I, I was almost on board. I think now I'm unsold. I, I think that I quit. again I quit the podcast again. It's it's the it's the Joker the Joker origin. Like here's you the want to know likely. how I got these ghosts? <laughs> Why so spooky? Uh, okay, um, so. Uh, we get the origin story. We get uh, big air quotes around those <laughs> origin story. Yeah. Um, at this point, Haraway, uh, he's he's going back with t- to her, and she has gone from a little mopey to full on like emo, like and 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 again, like a a as a conceit of this movie is probably too long. It's about two hours long. It probably could have been an hour and a half. Um, there's a lot of scenes of Kawashima trying to get through to Haraway and convince her like everything's going to be okay and to like try to like leave together. Yeah, this um, is. I, I'll go back to this like with uh, Michi and Junko. Like the <laughs> the people who are that we visibly see struggling the most with this are the people who have someone trying so hard to hold that connection with them. Like yeah. I don't. I just I have a real hard time. Well, I mean that's they're they're 
you know, I, I think as, as a metaphor for depression, I think there's a lot of people out there who struggle okay. with that. And there are people All who right. are, yeah. you know, reaching out to them, trying to... And I don't I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> discount that angle. Yeah, respect my feelings! No, uh. I, I'm just... All I'm saying is that we see... A, well, we don't see a lot of other people. We, we just There's no one in this movie, presumably because people are succumbing to this... This ennui. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 like I said, this movie jumps kind of from zero to apocalypse real quick. Uh-huh. Um, the um, Harway... Why are the plane's engines on fire before it goes down? Oh, ghosts. <laughs> After they put the internet in those jets. Right. <laughs> Again, if you get caught up in the specifics of this movie, I think... It's... I can see like the... like the um, What is it? Looks cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. The well, it didn't even look that cool. The no, it's, 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 it's a bad effect. There, there's a Japanese term for is it for like a shut in? Is it neat? N e e t. That might be. I don't. I don't. I, I'm there's not some. There's something for it where it's someone who basically shuts themselves off and just uh, lives on their computer or in or in their room and basically is away from everyone else. I yeah. can see that angle, like this affecting. Uh, those sort of people first. But where it kind of felt falls apart for me a little bit is, you know, the pilots of the planes or the, the people who are driving cars. Uh, there's a lot of people who seem to have, and I'm not, again, with the depression thing, I'm not saying that there are people who can't be affected by depression. Like there, anyone yeah. can have this problem. Anyone can have this happen to them. Well, I think that the, um, it just strikes me as there, there are, I think certain types that you would, I think, think would be more yeah. susceptible to it initially, and you never see well, that. Well, people have the interactions with these ghosts, and, and I think it's just, it's a very, it's basically... Where's like, the forbidden door on the plane? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Is it the bathroom? Well, I mean, I, we've seen people who've gone into a forbidden room, operated for another day or two, and then sure. had it hit them. Um, so I, I, I think that's kind of the intention with it. Um, so... Th- I, I did want to talk a little bit about the. There's the a, a few scenes with with Haraway and Kawashima. I did jump ahead. Yes. Um, where um, basically Haraway is basically saying that when she was in high school, like that, like death frightened her, and that um, she was able to get through that by thinking, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, like, I'll be reunited with everybody I love, and I'll, you know, I'll be happy in the afterlife." Mm-hmm. And then I think kind of the most like terrifying thing in this movie is that she, like, she's like, well, like, now that she's interacted with the ghost, she's like, what if it's right now forever? Right. And that's, that's the, and she has this moment of existential dread, and Kawashima's just like, I don't believe in ghosts, even if I see one, I don't believe in it. <laughs> Dumb motherfucker. Um, they try to, like, flee on a train, this is, like, kind of a long... This isn't my favorite part of the movie. Um, it drags a bit. It, it, it drags a bit here. He's, he keeps trying to save her. She keeps running back. Um, he He's eventually kind of on his like own for a little bit. He sees like a, another weird kind of like ink blobby ghost in like an arcade. He's Again, he's in this arcade playing games. Did he, no not, one notice, is there. Did he not notice there was no one there? <laughs> no one's there. I just, uh, again, this, 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 this dummy, this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I probably not. Probably didn't. Hey, you, yeah. All right. Yep. Based on who it is. Yeah. He probably didn't know. I, all right. Viewing it through the lens of depression and how, even if someone's trying to reach out to you and, and is trying their hardest to connect to you and have the depression doesn't care about that. I, I can, yeah. that, 
makes me a, soften a little bit on this movie. Yeah, I, I, I think I don't know why it didn't occur to me that way because it's pretty heavy in uh, explicitly oh, it, saying those sorts of it, things. It, it, but it says it very directly. But I think it's. I also focused a lot more on like the mechanics the first time I watched it. I think it, it's. I still liked it a lot. It's yeah. still really. But it, like, I think going back to it again, that's that whole. You know, well, you might not pick up on this, but uh, <laughs> no, you, it, it, this movie spells out exactly yeah. what it's doing. Um, getting back to like just real briefly, I, there was a line from Junko I had written down too, where um, when Yabe first doesn't come in, um, she immediately gets very concerned about it and just says, "Let's just act normal for today." And it's it's I think that's kind of a peek as to like this outwardly very happy person, this very jolly sure and you see that with uh like Higuchi. he acted completely normal well aside from sitting on in, alone <laughs> in the dark but his interactions with uh with yeah. michi when she came to, to to check on him but he seemed fine like just you know perfectly yeah. he didn't he didn't look like he was about to hang himself in his room yeah so uh it's it's, it's about this point in the movie where our, our two stories collide um and uh Michi has has passed out. Well, she's uh she's in her car. Her car is not working. Uh, she's kind you, of the last time you saw her was she was trying to trying talk to, to her, her mother on the phone. Yeah. And then the next time we see her is with her head down on the steering wheel of a car, passed out or sleeping or something. And the car is like kind of run off to the side of the road. I think it, yeah. unclear if it just like ceased functioning or if she actually ran into something or swerved to I don't know. But he she's just kind of sitting there. And there's no there's no A to B. To, to get there. You just assume she was going to visit her mother and this is the next time you see her. Yeah. And, um, so she, Kawashi must comes across her there. There at this point, there's, there, there seem to be very few people. He, like, lo- as, he as, lost as, her away because she ran away from him on the, yes, the train. Yes. She did run away. Um, so they, uh, he, he helps out Michi. They go to try to find Haraway. Um, they, they find her, um, in, well, Haraway first goes back to her house. Yes. And, and she she has a uh, moment with that, that like disembodied camera where you're seeing that distorted view from behind her, and she's seeing an image of herself yeah. on the screen. Um, I, I'm not as much of a fan of the kind of tail end of this movie as I am like the first half, but I think this is a great scene. Yeah, I think Haraway is. Um, she you already know she's like they've been they've dragged this part out that she's been um, deeply affected by this, and she's uh-huh. she's seeking some sort of connection and she's going to these these forbidden rooms online and, and looking mm-hmm. at all these different people and then she comes across one that's her she comes across yes a camp like she's got her door in another room slightly ajar yeah, it's like her bedroom door or something and and she can see herself in from, that, from yeah from the from, from behind that, yeah. from behind so she it's clear she, that the camera is set up looking at her looking at her computer yes and and it's it's been kind of you don't and it's, it's part of intentional in this movie all these people you've been seeing in these rooms you they look alive for the most part there's a few they have like the bags on their heads and stuff but it's 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 hard to tell it's unclear uh they don't they don't look like ghosts it doesn't look like you're seeing someone who's on the verge of killing themselves or anything like that aside from one or two that they explicitly look it looks it looks like you're just (laughs) seeing it looks like you're seeing uh just like webcam footage that 
they didn't know the webcam was on. Like they're yeah. just sitting at their computers or you, somewhere you know, else in the room. One of the other few facts I know about the, like the making this movie was one of the early ones that Kawashima sees is the director. Okay, he's a, he's a guy who's like on his head down on a desk. I, remember, look, I do remember up, that one. Yes. Looks up at a camera. Okay, um, but Harwis sees that she's on um, she's on this this video, and she goes to investigate. And when she looks in there, there's like nothing that you can see in there. But she like embraces yeah, it, where the camera. It looks would like she's be. just hugging air. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's it's. But sh- she's she's speaking as though she sees something, or is if she's trying to to communicate to something that she knows is there. Yeah. Um. So um, the the next time you see her, uh, Michi and uh, and Kawashima have found her. And they, she's yeah, in another they, industrial space. They go back to her apartment looking for her, and yeah. then for <laughs> they're just in the bedroom like. Oh, look, abandoned factory. Let's check it out. <laughs> That's literally why they go there. It's because they saw it out the window. You know, some of these might be, like, bad subtitling. Who knows? <laughs> um, but they uh, they find her there, and they uh, she's got a gun, and, and she's also seen the graduate student kill himself with, with, a, with a pistol. That was one of the was things that, that she that saw. Was that was? The guy with the bag on his head? That was Because yes. we saw that several times. Yes, but the, you see who it is finally. Because the, the video is always cut out before the bag came off. Right. The first time you see it, the bag, he's starting to pull the bag off, but you yeah. don't see what's underneath. Yes. And the second time, Haraway watches the video all the way through, and he pulls the bag completely off and then, and then shoots himself, himself with a pistol. With a pistol. Yeah. Um, and they find her, and she's got a bag on her head, has she a pistol herself. recreates it nearly exactly. Yeah. But she throws some sort of paper in. I don't know what, yeah. what the confetti's about. That might be a cultural thing I don't know about. <laughs> um, it's it's loneliness. So so this is kind of like a, a, a race towards the end. You can tell that they didn't have the the budget here to maybe do the, the apocalypse as well as they wanted to. You mentioned that, that plane going down, that's pretty dodgy. Um, I mean, it's like, it's a neat concept, but it, yeah. again, it's one of those things in the movie that sort of falls I apart. Can un- I, can, it. I understand the plane, you know, if we accept that the people are just kind of giving up and disappearing or, or dying or whatever, I understand the plane falling out of the sky for that part. Yeah. What I asked earlier is, why were the engines of the plane on fire before it came out of the sky? I can, the plane crashing and blowing up, sure. But there's no reason for those engines to be on flying unless it was just some goose that gave up. They don't have the internet, though. Who knows? Um, so, there's a, so we have one more ghost encounter. Um, we've got, uh, You're talking about death in the closet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got, again, Kawashima is too stupid, too stupid to live, too stupid to die. Finally falls on the side of dying. He goes this to get is, gas. This is the fucking dumbest scene in the movie. Because <laughs> I will give you, he's a he's ignorant. And he probably has not caught on to the fact that there are forbidden rooms that he should not go into. But they run out of gas in the car. He says, oh, there's gas in the factory. I saw a place where you can get some yes. gas. I'll go in there and get some. Should I go with Michi says, should I go with you? He's like, nah, it'll be fine. Just wait in the car. She's like, don't go into the rooms. And he's like, no, I fucking know. I'm not going to go in the rooms. And he goes up there and, of course, dumbass drops the gas lid and it rolls into a forbidden room that just casually opens behind him. Yeah, it looks and he's like, the, like, like, like the... I need to have that gas can lid. <laughs> well, he goes into the room and I, I, I think kind of what they're going for here. And again, I don't know if this is like just this actor or, or, or if this, this was written this way or what, but like, I think what they're kind of going for is that he's just blind optimism. Yeah. And he's trying to, 
he, he obviously well, finds even a if ghost he sees a ghost, he's not going to believe it. <laughs> yes, and he, he he tries to put that theory. He does. To the test. Yes, he puts it to the test. <laughs> he he turns he, out <laughs> he sees a ghost. And this is another effect I actually really like in this movie, where um, the, it, it's another out of focus ghost who's like really blurry and very slowly walks towards uh, Kawashima, and when he gets in Kawashima's face, the eyes just like go into like yes. hyper focus. Uh-huh. Um, and Kawashima's basically like, hey. I don't believe in you. Hey, screw you. And like, turns around, he's like, I'm going to grab you. You're not even going to be there. Yeah. Just like the boy in the library. Yeah. And, uh, if you've seen, um, you know, this reminded me a lot of the first nightmare on Elm street, but, uh, okay. th- that's kind of the, the ending of that movie is like, she does, she stops believing in him and, and, and he has no power over her. and everything's fine. Yeah. The, not the case here. No. <laughs> um, but although he, he does seem to put up more resistance. Like they, they yeah, he hangs on for a good, he, he hangs while. on for a little bit. There's like, they kind of make it look like maybe he was starting to like stain into the floor, like that same ash, but Michi comes in and gets him. See, I wasn't sure if that was his, because he's sitting in the same place they saw Haraway. I thought yeah. that was her shadow. Yeah. It's, it's again, like many things in this movie, unclear. <laughs> it could have been either uh, They end up fleeing through abandoned streets. They, they, they eventually get to a Harbor, Get in a in a in a, in a speedboat and was uh, their plan just to go into the ocean and hope? I think that's kind of what they were going for. Is like they they, they knew everything that, that they were seeing. In Get the- away from the internet! <laughs> the internet is killing us. <laughs> um, but then it, it goes back to the beginning of where, where where Michi's on the ship. Yeah, this is you and, you meet you, you're on the boat at this point. Yes, and 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 she. Um, you find out that this is happening all over the world. That they're 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 heading to South America, but they're not really getting sig- they, they're getting a signal there, but like very few other places. Yeah, um, they're going to like investigate it, and this is where Kawashima gives up the ghost. She goes downstairs to to check so on. I was movies. yeah, th- I mean that definitely happens. She again is pretty nonchalant about it. It's like she seems okay with the fact that he gave up, or was she seeing? Was she? Did she have some time? Did it happen I, and she I, just I, saw a ghost? I think it's unclear whether he's still around and he, like, fades then. Or if, like, they got to the boat and he faded and she's, like, he's got that stain on the wall so he's still showing up. Yeah. But she's still seeing him. Um, other than maybe her just, like, being, like, like oh, she's just the most well-adjusted person here. There's not really uh, um... She's just like, you know, I got my one good friend and everything's okay. And then he disappears and she's just like, well, now she's I'm, got still, the... I'm still fine. Well, now she's got that sea captain friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a tr- it's an upgrade for sure. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think if the sea captain can put like his shoes on the right feet, like it is a, it's an upgrade <laughs> over, over Kawashima. If he doesn't have to wear Velcros. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we, we, we ran through it. I I don't know if I've, I've I don't think I've sold you. I think I've I, I almost got you there, and then I watch you back. <laughs> I I want to be clear. There was no chance of you selling me on this movie. But I've gone from being hard against it to okay. I see some of the value that's here. I I didn't hate it. It just I'm not going to watch it again. And it, I understand what it was going for. Yeah, I, I, I think I said this at the beginning. It, the execution of it just didn't land. And, for and, me. and I think I think reviews on this tend to fall into into three camps. They tend to be either people who are as on board as I am, uh, people who absolutely despise it, or people who say the first thirty minutes is really spooky and scary, and then it's all downhill from there. Um, 
I this is I, I feel like there's very little middle ground on this one. <laughs> I will say that I'll, I'm going to disagree with. I'll, I guess I'm going to be an outlier here. Okay. Where the first thirty minutes sucked. <laughs> they kind of got me on board when I realized that they were going for the existential dread stuff, but even that didn't land as much as maybe it did for other people. Yeah. I understand why someone would like this movie a lot. It just and, didn't happen. Yeah, and this, and this is one that I mean, I, again, I didn't know whether you were going to be like on board or not for this one, but I. I I think this is one that part of, of, of horror is like, I, I think there's, there might even be ones that I suggest to you that I, I find fun or just interesting and that you're going to come back to me like, holy shit, that was terrifying. Cause I think for everybody, mm-hmm. like what those buttons are, yeah, you are, have, are you a have thresholds bit, and, yeah. and things like, I don't really know what they are from, for me other than <laughs> I, I think I've said this on, on our Facebook group yeah. and stuff is, is like torture porn, uh, gore porn, that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's we'll just, get you there. that's no, you're not going to get me there because I know what I don't like. <laughs> I may be willing to try something at some point in time. Yeah, but I'm, I will not enjoy it on the same level as like I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's I won't. I will say that I expect there to be more gore in there, and I would have been okay with more gore. Um, yeah. but well, that's not. I, but I, mean, I think I think gore is also something too that's a little bit contextual. Like I know we've watched like the unrated Dead Alive, mm-hmm. and that is you would be harder pressed to find like. That's, more explicit gore, but it's silly. It's, it's Looney very, Tunes gore. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's very different versus like there's some there's some gross stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. But. but like you could see somebody getting like hung with somebody's intestines and dead alive. You could see somebody in in a movie where it's it's played very straight, just getting their finger broken, and it would feel way more uncomfortable than than, than that guy at the end of the movie de- dismembering zombies <laughs> with a lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, or trying to avoid slipping on the floor that's so drenched <laughs> with blood by stepping on body parts from other zombies that have been dismembered. Well, I I think um, I think I've exhausted a lot of like what what I so we're we're gonna mark this as one and one, which is like hey that's a coin flip. Yeah, uh, I, we'll, we'll keep the tally. <laughs> I will update it on the on the Facebook page and and probably reference it in most every episode. I think that's a that's a good segment for us to have is uh, if we're trying to sell the scream, let's say what screams got sold. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're. I'm gonna try to get us uh, back with our next movie to a to a gentleman's D minus and uh, get us back to six sixty six percent. All right, all right. And I, I I think as as much as like the the first two, I was a little iffy on whether you would like them or not. I, I'm not gonna say it's impossible to like not like this third film, but oh boy, it's a fun one. I <laughs> I, I I love this movie so much. It's. It shouldn't work. It's there's a lot of dumb stuff in it, but it's so much fun. It works. It works. It's so great. All right. Um, so, um, so what do we got? What do you got for me? <laughs> uh, we are going to, to dip back into uh, into franchise land, and we're gonna we're gonna dip into a sequel. And I, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure you've seen the first one. But even if you hadn't, I think I saw this before I saw the first one, and I didn't I didn't have any problems following well, along. Continuity um, on most horror sequels does not seem to be a big thing. <laughs> So, um, just before we dive into it, our, our, our movie is going to be uh, the the third film in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It's, it's Nightmare on Elm Street 3, All right. Dream I, Warriors. I'm going to be completely lost. <laughs> I, I will say that I've not seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I'm aware of what they are. I've, I've probably seen bits and pieces of it. So, I've, there's, there's things that I will know about it. I think the only thing I've seen that is... Did you see Night- Freddy vs. Jason? I saw Freddy vs. I think we saw that together in yes. the theater, in fact. So, uh, I, I, we're, I, I we're... swear I think you saw the first one with me, but it's, it's probably been so long. that I, I... So here's here's all you need to know. Johnny Depp's in it, right? Yes. He's in the first one? Yes. 
Yes. And he gets sucked into a waterbed. Yes. But I probably know that from context anyway. <laughs> so, um, you don't need to know anything about the second one, because I, I would love to talk about the second one someday, but the second one basically was immediately disavowed after it came out. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we'll get into why. I think it's a fascinating movie. I don't think it's a good movie. Okay. Um, we'll get into that next episode. Um, part one, all you really need to know is there's a child murderer named Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Uh, he gets killed by the vengeful parents of Elm Street because he they go to arrest him and he gets off because they didn't sign the warrant. He gets they find all his Oh that red tape, it'll it, get you every time. <laughs> it's so, appropriate considering the movie we just watched. <laughs> um so then he comes back to to haunt the 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 uh the, the Elm Street kids in their dreams. If you die in the dream, you die in real life. Oh, that's where uh, that's from. <laughs> and the 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 only survivor of the first one is uh, is is Nancy. Um so we're, this is more of a direct sequel to part one. So let's let's just watch the trailer and um, we'll 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 make make our commentary as we go. Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Warriors. So right away we got star power. We've got Patricia Arquette in her, in her in her film debut. I'm in. We got the the creepy Elm Street house. The the one two phrase coming for you. Yeah yeah we got the, right. the singing children. It's it's time. There's Nancy. That's. So I should note that the trailer we're watching, I think the person who uploaded it, like, smeared Vaseline on, on the trailer somehow. <laughs> he uploaded it to a potato before sending it to YouTube. <laughs> Man of my dreams. He's real, isn't he? He's real. He's real. <laughs> Got a, got got some uh, some text appearing on a on a yeah, boy's tummy. Writing, scratching some notes <laughs> into someone's skins. Come and get him, bitch! Oh, there's a red band trailer. Oh, <laughs> there's there we go. There's Fred Krueger. We got some sort of wizard. We got some some faces and oh, a great looking skeleton. Yeah, some Harryhausen type skeletons uh, jumping up. Are you ready? Generation X. <laughs> A craft Elm Street house. Alright. A melting tricycle. Claymation. Yeah. Clay, Freddy Krueger. Clay Freddy here. Scary Terry. <laughs> You're on Elm Street 3, the Dream Warriors. Alright. Alright. Uh, 87. Comes out in 87, yeah. Uh, so so what, what do you think we're in store for? <laughs> this looks. This is much more in line with uh, what my internal vision of what a horror movie is. Like you, know, you've got your Freddies, you got your Jasons. This is this is probably what I would consider to be you know your classic horror film sort of. Yeah. This the setup and the 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 way everything is filmed, the way it looks, the the kind of uh, sense of humor about it and things like that. It just seems pretty pretty by the book. Um, okay. Um, I, 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 that, that just leads me to believe that you haven't heard the Dawkins song associated with this movie. So you would be as jazzed for this movie as, as I am if, if you, oh, if we you... should, we should look at figuring out a way to get that into the actual podcast next time we do. One. I'm sure there's no so, copyright yeah. concerns with that. I, maybe, long, we maybe play like just, five seconds or whatever. It's fine. I just sing it we're off not making, key. <laughs> we're not making money on this thing yet anyway. So, 
Um, so yeah, that's that's been our episode this time. Um, join us next time. Um, this is another one that um, this like dips in and out of availability on streaming. Um, I think it's currently not um, available for free on any sites. I know Shutter had them for a while, so depending on when you're listening to this, it, it might be up, it might not. Um, I know it's available for rent on like pretty much anywhere streaming you would rent a movie. Um, the one thing I do want to just say before we sign off, we do have a, a Facebook up group up now, Jed, Jed mentioned yep. earlier. Um, if you want to hop in there, let us know um, what we're doing. I think Jed actually just started a thread like fishing for some titles too, and I will immediately take those titles into consideration and throw them in the trash can. Where I, they um, belong, <laughs> you garbage people. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm definitely open to, to kind of changing some of the things that I have, and I think it'd be fun maybe at some point do like a poll or something. Um, I just want the interaction. To, I, yeah. I would love to know that someone's listening to this and that they have opinions about what we're doing. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, we also are on uh, Twitter at Scream Selling. I think I'm probably going to be a little bit more active on, on the Facebook group than the Twitter, but I am, I'm trying to – I'll reply to anybody on there. Anybody we're that follows old. me, I'll follow you. We're getting used <laughs> to social media now. <laughs> I, I will follow you back. And if you want to go to the like that, that oldest of archaic methods, um, if you want to reach out to us via email, um, we are at sellingthescream at gmail.com. An electronic um, mail, you say? <laughs> Send us any links. I'll get Jed to click on them on his computer. Um, yeah, I I do that anyway. Uh, yeah, we just we any any sort of uh, Nigerian royalty we can help out. Um, I, I'm a sucker for it. Uh, but that's that's been the selling the stream. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you guys are gonna tune in next week and uh, and join us along for I think the most one of the most fun franchise horror movies. I, I really enjoyed this one. I think I'm going to like the fun stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's we, that's it, what I want out of this is to see fun things. Yeah. Um, so this has been uh, Selling the Scream. I've been Joshua Yoka. Yeah, Jed Donaldson. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>